What's my line again? Thank you very much. <laughs> Not telling you your line. <laughs> Today on the Geek Help Podcast, a 1960s era chatbot beat out some modern day AI in a recent Turing test. A freaky new game is coming from Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele. Hugh Grant hated being in Oopaloompa in Wonka. And oh my god, Zilla! We review and recommendation God, Zilla, minus one. This happened that again. turned out She's just as terribly as I'd hoped. I love it. Thank you, Paul. He's <sighs> laughing so hard at everything I do, and we can't, it cuts him off. Oh, yeah, I guess. No, That's those fair. were stifled laughs. Those were quiet laughs. Oh. oh. Yeah, no. I've remembered now to go. <laughs> it's it's laugh. Okay. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 269. We record this on Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 this week with Jason and Brian in the Morning Zone. I'm Brian, and temporarily I host that morning zone. Hey! I didn't hey, think I could use that ever. That. I knew that. I knew. I was hoping. I like Threw that. Threw it at you. But uh, that morning zone antecedes oh God. by no. a few shows, the afternoon zone. Thank uh. you. I'm, I've anteceded Christmas proceeds. The afternoon zone, whatever. <laughs> um, thanks so much. Stop. Um, uh, uh, and uh, RIP to Kirsten James, who is in Mexico with her family right now. Amazing. And I love... Posting a good amount of stories, P.S. A decent mm-hmm. amount of stories. They're all very monkey-centric, too, which I really <laughs> That's like. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been to a few resorts and a few places down in Mexico, and I don't remember there being that many monkeys, but apparently she went to a monkey place. <laughs> I know there's places around the world where, you know, when they when you go there, the I don't know who it's like the Canadian consulate or something like that will, um, you know, it's like all right, you got to be warned now. There are gangs operating in the area. Make sure to get these certain vaccinations, and you are going to get harassed by monkeys. Yeah, put your <laughs> wallet on a chain and then be prepared to do tug of war battle with a monkey. Good lord! <laughs> so she's in a monkey place. So that's great. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Sorry, I just think that our preamble should be 25 minutes long, right? That's right. I really don't. No, I really don't think they should because, you know, we can just go and do the show. How's everyone doing? <laughs> I uh, So I wasn't in last week's podcast, but I mentioned to you guys on, on our group chat that I'd listened to it. And so Paul's uh, little warning about yeah. Art's uh, preamble uh, about his trip uh, made me think so like okay well that's a good warning because then I'm gonna actually like he started his preambles like I think I'm gonna skip ahead and then I'll come back to this <laughs> sure so it starts off with art being like I was born in <laughs> Thailand <laughs> and and then I hit skip and it was like man headphones come on Korean Airlines what are you doing and so it did it totally made me think <laughs> about right. the Grandpa Simpson scene it was oh, like yeah. and back then the coin had a B on it <laughs> oh my, it went on and like 
Yeah, it just it, it really did go his entire life from when he was born yeah. up until yeah, right. he was complaining about Korean <laughs> Airlines headphones. And there was something about a trip in Thailand in there as well. And I was like not really paying attention in the room and I didn't want to engage with him too, too much because I knew that was just going to extend it longer. But he said some wild things. Did he really? Yeah, some things I maybe should have. The gist of it was he felt that the influx of tourists and what the locals are doing to accommodate for the tourists is kind of killing the Thai culture. And he was feeling a sort of rage patriotism about Mm. that. And I get that. I think that kind of sucks. And then veered off into Korean airline headphones. Well, he did that too, yes. But that's why I'm summarizing I did. I did promise him I was going to listen to it, but I honestly haven't gone back Uh, to it yet. (laughs) I feel bad. Well, maybe for next week, and I'd love to have him back. I would like to now, in hindsight, call him out for a couple of things that he did say. Oh, boy. I I did go back and listen to it. I was like, oh, boy. I don't... That's a lot of finger pointing, but anyways, I won't do that while without him here to uh, defend himself. <laughs> but uh, welcome back to the country arts, and can't wait to have you back, Kirsten. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about a recent AI Turing test. If you don't know what a Turing test is, it's basically to see if you, as a human being, can tell if something that you are communicating with is another human being or uh, is a robot. Right. Yeah. Right. So they set up a bunch of Chat GPT style. I guess just like chat style conversations between humans and what they called witnesses, which, you know, could either be another human or it could be one of many and varied uh, AI systems. Most of them chat GPT or sorry, most of them running on GPT-4, some of them running on which is what chat GPT runs on, some of them running GPT-3.5, which is the predecessor. And we all found about GPT when it was around the level three. So that's when we first sort of started getting into it from OpenAI. But they threw in a ringer. They threw in a 1960s era chatbot that has no real AI. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uses, oh, what's it called? Um, pattern matching and substitution methodology to take what you are saying and throw it back at you much like a psychiatrist, because that was sort of the role of this oh, old chatbot named Eliza. Wait, from the 60s? And, Wait, what, yeah. isn't that the opposite of a ringer, though? Like, that thing's at a clear disadvantage, right? Like, that thing is not as good Wasn't as... that why it's a ringer? No, ringers placed, are good. Oh, no, but, like, it, in terms of, like, this is more ringer in terms of, like, having a blatant obvious... I, I, okay, maybe I'm not using the word right. Maybe I call it ringer after the fact because basically it placed fifth right. out of t- it beat four other AI large language models. I see, I see. I see. Uh, because people thought it was so bad it couldn't be an actual real AI. Oh. And so a lot of people thought it was a human. And mm. I think that's amusing as hell. Wow. But that is, because uh, that is a thing that, like, for, for if you're on customer service. Like sites, or if you're on a, a website, a business website, and you go to the customer service chat bubble, obviously mm-hmm. nine times out of ten you're talking to a chat bot first. Yes. But then there were the time when that was new, I would be kind of chatting at it, and usually I'm pretty disgruntled because it's like that's the only time I pull one of those things up, and I'm like a little upset or frustrated with the thing. Yeah, and then I'm you know talking, and then yeah, you kind of realize halfway through the conversation I'm not talking to a human. I'm even and then more you get more frustrated. You know. Uh, and then there's also now that thing where it's just like you get sometimes these robocalls where it's uh, it sounds human and it's like, hello. Oh, I'm 
I'm glad you answered because I thought I was going to get another machine. <laughs> and I want to be like, don't you fucking laugh, you creepy ass machine. <laughs> so you think that's a machine? That's that's not even a human being's voice just recorded and played no, back to you? No, it's totally, because like you can do oh, that, right? Yuck. Like you've seen TikTok videos with people of course. not actually being the host of the TikTok video. They get a like a virtual like voice. AI person, yes. right? Yes. So yeah, of course they could do that. Oh, I hate it. Oh, gross. <laughs> It is. It really is. But I, I thought it was amusing that the uh, the, the old, old psychiatrist, Eliza, which I did mention on the Geek Out, I, I played with a couple times at a, at a Radio Shack in Mayfair Mall back when it was Mayfair <laughs> Mall and it had a mezzanine and a glass elevator. I would go and play with this thing and try and trip it up. But uh, again, it was pretty limited and ultimately would just say, you know, session over. Honestly, go away, you annoying when teenager. you talked, when you were talking about this with me and Jason uh, yesterday, that really is what stuck out in my head was <laughs> just picturing old men because I don't I totally picture old Mayfair Mall and uh, mm. I was trying to and picture you're like, it had a second floor well I do remember it having like there was like an elevator but that it to me it led to nowhere because I thought it was just offices unless it was like maybe it just turned to offices in sort of my time as a child and because I'm not in my late 70s At Mayfair? it was mostly offices but there were also places to sit and but it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't really care what was on the second floor because it was a glass elevator. I would just take the elevator up, take the stairs down, hit the button, take the elevator up, take the stairs down because I'm an only child. I am just absolutely loving this um, view of Bud and his wild youth and the trouble <laughs> he would get into <laughs> at a radio get, shack. Yeah, at a radio shack. I was trying to trip up the AI robot. Wow, very very cool, Bud. Take only it easy. Child. Don't don't burn the house down. Wow. Shut up. <laughs> Coming soon. We have first a uh, a new Copyright Brian Amalgamated coming soon that isn't just trailers, but also news about things that are coming soon. And then we have a second coming soon section, which is just about the Game Awards, which happened last Thursday. Mm, oh, yeah. But we will start with a trailer, which is Dune Part 2. Hey, Paul. Yes? No, no, no. Frick. What? What? What are you saying no to? Yeah. You don't even know what I'm going to ask. You know what I'm saying Stifle no yourself to. yourself there, troublemaker. Go don't harass you a hate, uh, robot God. psychiatrist. Just Don't wanted to know. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just curious. Yes. If Paul. Yeah. Prefers Dune too. Yeah, I like Dune too. <laughs> Starring Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this looks great, doesn't it, Bud? Doesn't it? Yes, it does. This okay. trailer has really scaled it up. Yeah, there's some in really... story as well. I think. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're gonna get more Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Oh, hugely! What right. was she in? Like three minutes of the last movie? Yeah, you know, none of last movie. Yeah. So, but no, it's some really epic stuff in in this trailer. Like, oh my god, there's the scene with the sandworms like coming out of the sand oh. cloud dust. Mm-hmm. That looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I, you know, I think I proclaimed when Dune One came out, and I was just like, Dune Part One. I was like, I'm a Dune guy now. I love Dune. I'm that kind of old-timey, 70s, highbrow nerd. Star Wars is for idiots, and I'm all about Star Trek and Dune. 
And I will admit I've not gone back. Has anyone rewatched Dune once? I have not. No. It's well It's I, not available on any streaming services, which is why I haven't. I haven't yet gone to a friend's house. But obviously I'll see it before um March first when Dune Part Two comes out. Yeah, I should hope for a rewatch. Yeah. But get, it's a it's a huge commitment, those movies, too, though. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. Like, it's an event to go to the theater and sit and watch it with your pals. That's great, and that's one thing. But to, like, put it on in the house for a little leisurely Saturday afternoon with it, oof, I don't know. I look forward to that, though, just because it is such a... Like, that's one thing that I have to commit my mind to. Yeah. This is not something I can allow to just permeate the house. Oh, no. I, I believe I will want to sit down and watch Dune Part 1 when I'm doing the rewatch because I want to get into that world. Mm-hmm. Same. Which I don't do with all movies. Yeah, I would like to do, as I did actually with Dark Knight Rises, I f- was at home and I finished The Dark Knight just in time to run out of the house and just barely make it to the start time of The Dark Knight oh. Rises. Oh my God, that's, and, wow. Yeah, but... In hindsight, that was the wrong move for those movies because the quality differences. You can tell, yeah. yeah going oh, shame. Forth, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just in terms of this, like you know, they're they're a similar quality made movie, but just, I mean, Dark Knight's a much better movie. The Joker's a more interesting character. Everything there, but with these two, I feel like it's part one, part two of the same story. I think it'll just flow right into each other. Don't you think, Bud? Absolutely, absolutely. Could you imagine? Could you imagine going from Batman Begins? on your home TV and running down to the theater to watch The Dark Knight in theaters. That would have been a one-two punch. That would have been mm-hmm. really rad. Yeah, that's right, because you, it goes up. It goes up. I think I might have did... I, I didn't do it, like, right hours before or whatever. I think it was, like, mm-hmm. maybe the day before I watched um, Batman Begins and then went to go see The Dark Knight. I think we did a movie screening of it. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sure. You know, at that movie screening, I remember being late. I was like out. My girlfriend you? at the time. You know, shut it. I uh, <laughs> I sent her in. I was like, I just going to get a seats, and then I was like circling the block looking for parking or something, and I missed the opening bank robbery scene. Oh, first time I saw that oh my god! What an idiot! Oh, yeah. yeah. The only thing that sucked about our screening is what is it was at the Odeon, and there was like no IMAX. It was at the uh, the Capital Six. Oh, Capital Six, yeah. Before that's right. the renovation, so yeah. it was crummy seats. Yeah, yeah, bad screen, bad sound, bad everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, back yeah. when we did movie premieres, in a lot of cases, they didn't even run trailers. Like back in the day, yeah. we yeah. weren't running twenty minutes of commercials. We weren't running a pre-show thing. That's true. But you would see trailers, but they would not generally not come on this. before screenings. No, yeah. because there was us radio idiots giving away prizes through a draw. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I love doing that. Yeah. I love going to this. Anyways, back to Dune. This thing looks great. Looks like a big event. Uh, March, it's like it's not that far away even now. I know we, no. we all had to be sad because it was delayed, but now here we are just you know staring down the barrel of it. So that's, that's great too. What is I going to say about this? Looks great. What are you going to do? Looks great. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If you haven't seen this trailer, it's probably not going to be what you're expecting. It's going to be a series now. Um, This is a season one teaser teaser trailer, and this will be a prime video series. I mean, I'll give anything a... February 2nd. I'll give anything a chance with that has Donald Glover in it. Oh, so so absolutely. Absolutely. So is this, like, same kind of thing as the, um, the movie with Brad Pitt? 
like it's people in their they, well, spies? according to the trailer, they are not married or or uh, they're they're two different agents. And at one point, they are playing as married. Did the two thousand five movie do that as well, or were mm, they actually married? They were the- actually married, and they found out that they were agents <laughs> yeah, for right. separate. Like, oh, so funny! Agencies. So no, I, I think these two people are agents, and at one point, they just masquerade as a married couple. Uh, okay. And Ma- yeah, so and Maya Erskine is uh, is Mrs. Smith Jane Jane Smith, but John Turturro's in this. Paul Dano. Hmm. I bet a lot of people were just like, oh, what? Donald Glover's on board. So am I then. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can just get everybody. Sweet. Okay, cool. That sounds fun. Where's it going to be on? Uh, Prime Prime Video. Prime Video. That's a shame. (laughs) Next up, this just dropped this morning. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 in theaters March 8th. Kind of the same stuff, hey? Very much the same <laughs> stuff. Just same watch it. Yeah, yeah, he makes a joke. He says, Kadoosh, Panda Farts. Your protagonist is slightly different in that, because, of course, this is an animal kingdom, your protagonist is a literal chameleon and so can shapeshift into antagonist. different forms. Yeah, are you saying, you say? you're saying protagonist. Antagonist. You mean antagonist, right? Did I say, oh, my God, I know it's the antagonist. Did I say yeah, protagonist? You did. Protagonist. I absolutely is, meant to say antagonist. Sorry, panda. no. The, the bad person, the antagonist, yeah. Yeah. Um, is a chameleon and can also steal other What was the antagonist that anteceded this yeah. Kung Fu Panda <laughs> movie? Just, I'm just enough. Yeah. Nope. I got oh, no. I got pro-tagged by who now, Panda? Okay. <laughs> okay. Anti-tagged. Uh, yeah. th- these panda movies, I think I remember we did a, uh, a screening for that as well. We the first, a, yeah. Do you remember that, buddy? Mm. Yeah, that was at Silver yeah. City, as I recall. Uh, I remember I went to it, and then I was like, okay, for children. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so so when you put this out today, like, oh, Kung Fu Panda 4, I was like, sure. You could have you told me that this was Kung Fu Panda 2. I would have been like, okay. And you could have told me this was Kung Fu Panda 48. And I would have been like, wow, well, making a lot of them. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I've only I mean? seen the first. Like, who cares? And and it's like, that was a long time ago, too. Mm-hmm. Th- this wave, I don't think, is like really riding that high anymore, right? No, I think it's the part of the Jack black honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, get him as a cartoon voice in anything, you know? Oh, my God. Just 2008. That's the first, yeah. Was yeah. the OG. Oh, my God. And this one has a lot of your, you know, your your hot people right now. Like Jackie Chan is back. Uh, Aquafina's in this one. Mm. Kiwi Kwan. Uh, mm. Dustin Hoffman, obviously, back as Shifu. Angelina and, uh, Jolie doesn't look like she's in it. Or doesn't sound like she's in it. She was in the uh, doesn't original? sound like she's in it, no. Yeah. No. Uh, I, because I believe her character appears just for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then is schlooped away. Interesting. And, and that's what I mean. Like Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda, I'm sure, was successful. And even the original, the three movies were successful enough, but it's not like one of those, like, you know, there's such a demand for it, or I don't even, like, it hasn't really even become kind of cult classic like Shrek. Do you know what I mean? No. People aren't throwing Kung Fu Panda parties. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, people are throwing Shrek parties? Hell I guess yeah. They are. Oh, are you kidding me? There's like Shrek raves and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then there's like Shrek memes on TikTok or like those things on the. Um, Filters on TikTok where it can make you look like you're French kissing Shrek. Yes. Or he's like dancing like giant Shrek in the sky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and I say Shrek raves, and there are those, but I also, I mean Shrek orgies. Mm. Okay, then. Uh, next up. 
Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan <laughs> is getting an expansion, and it will be a Donkey Kong Country area oh. opening in spring 2024, and it will have a coaster called Minecart Madness. Cool! Nice. Yeah. All Mine we have is CG madness. renders because they haven't broke even broken ground, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it looks to be it. It looks like it'll at least appear to be a wooden roller coaster. Probably will be packed with technology. Well, that was like the the stressful levels in Donkey Kong Country, but so Minecraft. fun. Also, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense for an expansion. I love it. That. Totally does. Yeah. I said that so, Rogan is going to be credited as well. Like he really made Donkey Kong into a very. You know, of all everything that was going on with that movie, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong kind of crushed it. Well, it also just kind of made sense. It fully. Yeah. For it sure it was did. a, yeah, a very natural fit. But really breathed life into a very secondary character, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, another voice yeah. from Kung Fu Panda, because he also played the the praying mantis. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God, you're right. Wow. Barbie will be coming to Max on... December 15th, as we record this, that's Friday, that's two days from now, and second movie we've ever heard of this happening, uh, major movie anyways, uh, the first being the original Ant-Man, there's going to be an ASL version Mm -hmm. with a sign language interpreter in the corner, uh, signing and uh, interpreting the movie as it goes along, way to go. That's great. Yeah. Do you think it's going to look like Barbie? What, the interpreter? Yeah. No, the interpreter's wearing all black. But Barbie can wear all black. <laughs> uh, black hair. Is it going to be like ASL Barbie? ASL Barbie! <laughs> Which I'm sure exists. No, because Barbie's hands are... Yeah, they're, just... they're, the hands don't move. You can't make an ASL Barbie. Yeah. Although, that's such a great idea, but it's not a thing. I bet... Uh, you, still, you still haven't seen this Barbie movie yet, have you, bud? Me? Yeah. I saw it in theaters with my kid. Oh, good. That's yeah. good. Good for you. Uh, this this movie, yeah, of course, it's it's a big deal that it's coming to anything because uh, what I'm loving right now is all the like year end lists. Like, what did people Google the most? And what did people look on Wikipedia? Oh, yeah, the Barbie's most? in there. Nice. Barbie's yeah. on the top of every everybody's list. Yeah, I think Oppenheimer was way up higher on the Wikipedia list though, than, and Barbie was on there, but quite a bit. Quite a few notches lower because I feel like people kind of know the deal with Barbie. They don't need to read more about it on yeah. Wikipedia. People want to know the history of Oppenheimer before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who, what, who is this guy now? What, what happened? Why did he do that? Yeah. Why, was he really friends with Albert Einstein? Let me read this. Yeah. Um, communists. <laughs> what? Sat naked in a chair? What now? I got to read about this guy. <laughs> Sat naked in a chair. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, but Barbie's obviously still a huge deal and that's great. Finally, in the first section of Cummings, coming soon. So, Wes Ball, who will be directing the the Legend of Zelda movie for Nintendo, Ooh. says he wants it to be more like Miyazaki and less like Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I guess if you think about an adventure like this, to parallel it to a movie anyways, it would probably feel like a Lord of the Rings feel would be the most natural fit but he says i would love to see a live action miyazaki that wonder and whimsy that he brings to things i would love to see something like that and i presume by see he means make but we'll we'll see it's funny because miyazaki does not like the lord of the rings movies hmm. why not uh, let's see if there's a why yeah we can do that uh thoughts about this i mean the only thing that i ever want to see from this is for link to go Excuse me, princess. No, oh, God, no, please, no. Oh, I'm <laughs> so scared of this. I do not want this. I don't think maybe, maybe I do. I don't know. 
As a, um, as a nod to us yeah. 40 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 excuse me, princess. <laughs> Pardon me, princess. Uh, well, I think, it, uh, look at If these are your two options, if these are the two directions where you might go and, you know, you land somewhere kind of in the middle, I think either one, absolutely phenomenal. If you're even trying to, as a live action Legend of Zelda movie, you know, reach and strive for the, uh, you know, the perfection of the Lord of the Rings original trilogy. Great. If you got that in the conversation and, but for these reasons, as he's saying here, if you're looking more to be like a little bit of Miyazaki, that absolutely works for me too. Sounds good. Sounds great. Again, somewhere in the middle, it might land. Wonderful. Absolutely great. So I don't know. This has filled me with hope. I think this is what we're going to get for the next however many years until this thing actually comes out, mm-hmm. is these little driplets and droplets of, uh, oh, this guy wants this, and this person wants this, and this is who we're casting. And yeah. they're just going to move our calibration needle either towards stoked or concerned. Those are our two like, play- ways our needle could go. And for this little driplet of information, moving towards stoked. So that's great. Not sure if I want to read this Miyazaki uh, interview, which um, was actually from many, many years ago. But he, it, I'll just read you a little bit of the clip. It might be a little inflammatory. I don't know. Oh, uh, um, Americans shoot things and they blow up and the like. So as you'd expect, they make movies like that. <laughs> Peter it, 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 not if it's American. the enemy, there's killing without separation between civilians and soldiers. That falls within collateral damage. If you read the original Lord of the Rings, you'll understand. But in reality. Uh, you'll understand that in reality, the ones who are being killed are Asians and Africans. Those who don't know that yet say they love fantasy are idiots. That's the quote. I'm just reading the quote. Mm, I see why you didn't want to read that. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, the beginning so, part was almost like him saying, all white people look alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Peter Jackson's from New Zealand. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay, but I want to... Maybe I'll just – can you send me that article? Can you post that? Yeah. Maybe I want to read into it a little bit more and uh, maybe that – maybe he's got – I mean the Peter Jackson thing is whoopsie, mistake. Yeah. But maybe there's some points to that. Maybe there's some historical references that we're not quite hitting on right away. But he maybe he feels that way for a reason. Undoubtedly. I'll share that with you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to die. Coming soon, Colin, the Game Awards. Okay. So – <laughs> okay. What are you going to use uh, for So this? the Game Awards were last Thursday. These are the Close awards uh, that basically killed E3, which was announced as as actually properly permanently dead as organized as uh, as announced by the uh, Entertainment Software Association this week. Uh, E3, the former Electronic Entertainment Expo. You know, now you've got the Tokyo Game Show and GamesCon and a whole bunch of these other um, uh, game awards and announcements and conferences. But the Game Awards is an annual thing in December put on by Canadian game journalist Jeff Keighley. And it's a party for him and his gaming industry friends. Um, Did we already talk about this? No. Not a lot of women Mm -hmm. in there and... Not any addressing of the thousands of layoffs that happen in the game industry. Nah. Oh, maybe um, we talked year, about this so. in the group chat about the fact that there's not there wasn't a lot of women. Yeah, like because yeah. that's a, that's why I said did we already talk about this? Because last year we noted there were not a lot of women. Mm, uh, I mean, right. these were definitely a few more, definitely okay. a few more. But and and again, no addressing of the <laughs> terrible amounts of layoffs from gaming companies this year. Yeah. 
Um, but they did announce a bunch of things. We're going to talk about just a few of them. Oh, hey, before we with, get into that, actually, oh, yes. um, just a quick note, because you guys were talking about uh, GTA 6 coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think somebody mentioned, you know, it takes place in Vice City, but didn't really know why that's significant. Is that because I think GTA 3 or 4? Three took is, place in Vice City, okay. and that was yeah, like, one of them. One of them is called GTA. Insert number here: colon Vice City. Vice City, City. Right. and then that was like also it was done in the eighties. It was set in the eighties. Oh, cool! And, and that's that was Miami a big one, Vice right? kind of that thing. Was a huge one. Yeah, 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 dri- yeah. Driving around like sort of my quote unquote Miami, right? Uh, in the eighties, and then the radio stations had like all the eighties kind of like uh, so stations good. that you would listen to. Yeah. Uh, so that was a huge thing. And then also, somebody made if you go and search it up, and I, I don't know if I can maybe find it for you, but so you can put it in the show notes. But somebody made a side by side comparison of the GTA Six trailer and clips, famous viral clips of crazy people in yes. Florida. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And uh, that's kind of like what they pulled from yeah. to the point where that guy with the tattoo face. Yes. Oh like my God, Florida I see it. I've got it. I'll put it in the show notes. Oh my God. Yeah, he's suing GTA for his, the use of his likeness. Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, there's that's like a very funny alligator in a pool and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's just the thing about Florida. It's just there are so many things that are. Well-known kind yeah. of you know generalizations about Florida that you can actually find the footage of it. Yeah, <laughs> there's an alligator in my swimming pool. <laughs> Incredible! There's oh, a gator in the really pool. <laughs> Get the marshmallows. Holy smokes! There are so many of them. I'm just watching it now. Yeah. Oh my god! It's crazy. It's the whole trailer. The whole trailer, basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, I will put that in the show notes. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, like, yeah, it's like going back to Vice City, which was the. Big successful one, but somehow along the way there, it feels like the whole culture of Florida became, yeah, you know, <laughs> inextricably linked to Grand Theft Auto. Eh, great. Yep. Yep. So anyway, on to the Game Awards. Um, OD was a new game announced by Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele, who, you know, funny guy, Key and Peele. The biggest horror guy there is right now, it mm-hmm. seems. Um, and the trailer is very weird and mysterious. Um, I believe this is the same kind of thing that Quantic Dream did in just like recreating people. I don't believe this is actual footage of people. I believe these are CG representations of people. And it starts with Sophia Lillis, uh, Lillis who was who, she played Beverly Marsh in It, the It movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... She is followed by someone who looks very close to her, Hunter Schaefer. Uh, she was in Euphoria and will also have a part in the Hunger Games calling the battle, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. She's unbelievable uh, in Euphoria. What'd you say? She's unbelievable in Euphoria. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next is a guy named Udo Kier, who he's been in over 200 movies. And I um, don't recognize very many of them. Um, but it's uh, it, it's it's really interesting. They're they're just there. They're saying uh, a line similar to the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, and so when Sophia Lillis say, says it, she's fine and happy about it. And then Hunter Schaefer says the same line and looks quite disturbed and fearful about it. And then 
Udo Kier just looks kind of possessed when he says it. And then they go back to Sophia Lillis. It's just shots of their face. But in her eyes, in the catch light, you can see a door opening. And she delivers the most blood-curdling scream. It truly, honestly Mm. disturbed me. Mm. And then it's just the title, OD. And that's kind of all we know about it. Okay. Scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, very scary. Fun. Uh, next up from the Game Awards. Oh, right. Sorry. There's also going to be a Hideo Kojima documentary called Connecting Worlds sometime in 2024. Uh, so next up, we got a teaser trailer, I guess an in-development trailer for Blade, the game uh, in development at Bethesda with Marvel Games. And Blade is there getting a, uh, a straight razor shave when I guess the world goes to hell and then he stops his shave and... Uh, it's it's quarantine or not quarantine, it's curfew, and then he just he pulls his sword, and I'm sure he's going to go out and destroy things. <laughs> it's pretty destroy cool. things. <laughs> Lego Fortnite, Fortnite colon Rocket Racing, and Fortnite Festival were uh, all announced, and all will be built into Fortnite. It is right now. It's currently it currently is great. Yes, yeah. thank you. That's right. Um, have you played any of? I haven't because I've 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 been crushing that Spider Man game actually hundred percent completion enough. by the way hey. on that Spider Man. Oh wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Um, so I'll probably nice. get back to it, but uh, all of these updates and like I guess the new sort of map in uh, Fortnite, um, I think is really solidifying Fortnite as one of the biggest things. Plus, they've got like they're going to be introducing like a first person shooter mode. Which will like obviously Whoa. like you know if you're a Counter Strike fan or like those because it's normally school. a third person over yeah. the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, wow. apparently too. So okay. So like Fortnite, I think about a month or so ago, Keen Keen and I realized it's like oh they're doing an update. Uh, they're gonna blow up this map. What's gonna happen? And they introduced Fortnite OG, which is like the very first Fortnite map that ever uh, really was created in in 2018. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, I um, thought those were like dead and gone. That's awesome. Yeah, so they did that and like had all the old weapons and everything like that, so everybody can play kind of how you know Fortnite used to be back in 2018, and then um, started kind of adding on to it week by week. And then I guess they've got a new map, but there's all these other like. Uh, sub games that you can join uh, join outside of the traditional battle royale and this lego version of fortnite probably has more daily players right now than the traditional battle royale because Whoa. it's so popular wow why? Yeah. Great. you like building stuff it's all yeah lego. so it's kind of the same battle royale format but like yeah you're you're building stuff kind of like how you do in those lego games mm-hmm. and stuff um and then yeah and then you're you're also then killing people in in these in these games kind of battle royale style so um it for whatever reason it just ended up becoming like the most popular thing that fortnite's ever put out hmm. so yeah. Well, yeah, as I understand it, Lego Fortnite is sort of a cross between uh, Stardew Valley and Minecraft, a lot mm-hmm. of building. Uh, Fortnite Rocket Racing is obviously a racing game. Yeah. Fortnite Festival is a rhythm game. Yeah. And yeah, these are all built into Fortnite, which as as a start is free to play. So very accessible and a brilliant idea. Brian, what system do you play it on? I play it on PC. Both Kian and yeah. I play it on PC. We actually have it in our PS5 and we tried it and I'm not good Again, like I That's said, fair. I'm not good at shooting shooter games uh, unless yeah. I have the mouse and the keyboard. Fair enough. But everything else, so, like Spider-Man, I love it on PS5. Of course, yeah. So you have like the Epic Games app installed on yeah. your computer to play for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I can't get it on my Steam Deck, obviously, because Epic Games and Steam are like enemies. Oh, I see. 
So the only place I can play it on the systems that I have, which is a Steam Deck and a Switch, is the Switch. Right. Um, and I haven't. I haven't played second one of Fortnite. I know right. nothing about Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably suck at it. This racing game in, intrigues me. Fortnite Festival, I'm really going to try to have a lot of fun because I love me a rhythm game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what you're doing in the evening. I don't know if you're working on the evening of Thursday, uh, December 28th, but I'm probably going to try a co-stream. I've got uh, Quinton Moriarty, original Kumo, and uh, Zoner Bryce, who goes as Brickscape on Twitch. I'm doing uh, get, getting together in Lego Fortnite with all of them. Oh, um, yeah, maybe yeah, I'll dump, join you on on my stream on Twitch, 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 and Twitch. Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, but like as yeah. you said, because it, it, it's a brilliant business model in that the game itself is free, but then there's all these excuses to actually spend money within the game. Like if you want to customize your avatar, or if you want That's uh, how they get you different like like weapon wraps, or even just like you can get. Um, you know, you you can get like sort of passes to be able to get points to get more things like different background music in in your loading screen and all that kind That's of different cool. loading screens itself. You know, wow, like it's, yeah. it's it's all really kind of cool in terms of like and and if you don't want to spend money, obviously you could just do all the traditional stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's kind of cool. But- there's a lot of FOMO there too, right? You yep. know, and getting the latest uh, whatever is the latest skins or the latest this or that or the other. Um, that's a definitely a peer pressure thing, and little microtransactions. That's that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Next up, God of War Ragnarok colon Valhalla. This is a DLC for God of War Ragnarok uh, out now for the PS4 and PS5. I think that might be the next thing that I get onto. That like, I mean, I, it is. The at one point it was Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. and God of War Ragnarok. Those were like the bundles they mm-hmm. were selling PS5s with, and now it's uh, Spider-Man Two. So like the God of War, I think is obviously going to be a perfect PS5 experience for you. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get into because like because I never had a PS5. I never really. I think I maybe played a little bit of The Last of Us on like a friend's console, and that was right. pretty much it. Um, so I might get that, but I'm also afraid that I'm going to be too scared and never want to progress through levels. (laughs) So I was like, maybe I should get another thing. (laughs) Sure. I got a war or whatever that'll actually play, you know? That's very funny. That's very funny. Uh, five old Sega Sega games. That's hard to say. It's like Canada day. Mm -hmm. Uh, five old Sega games are being remade. Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi. (laughs) They're all going to be remade, rebooted, remastered. Hard to know exactly what that means over the next five years. That was a uh, Game Awards premiere. (laughs) They opened up on two animated characters holding Wiimotes. Um, watching their TV play World of Goo to announce World of Goo 2, hmm. which will be coming next year, 15 years after the original, uh, an adorable game called World of Goo, where you're just controlling a bunch of little goo balls and you're trying to build bridges to get from one place to another. It's a very cute game. Did Sounds you, great. Did you? I'm glad. <laughs> Sorry, I've Paul literally just I left, walked in I from left, the washroom right. or whatever, yeah. put his headphones on, and said, "Sounds great." Got, a Got coffee. some rice no and coffee. Yeah. Uh, no, I just wanted to um, at this point, and because I wasn't hitting the fates for the last few stories, I imagine right. I've completely. Um, committed to not putting music for each one of these different games, and then when I walk in, and when I hear "World of Goo," I'm just like, "Oh, yeah, that's the right choice." Yeah, yeah there's no way I'm searching around for 
Goo, goo world. Goo music. music on a goo work mu- computer. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. So uh, continue on, but uh, that's why there's no music here. You find goo music and send it into yeah. pod at the zone dot butt. Oh, for no, I care. Geek out at the zone dot fm. Shut up, my God. No one's sending us an email with goo music, bud. Come on now. Jesus. Three, three more things. Paul can stop yelling. Uh, Rise of the Ronin will be on. I want to talk about the Goose game. No, that's okay. I'll just go with you. But uh, yeah, imagine Googling World of Goo and seeing <laughs> we'll research results. We'll show you the game from 2005, you idiots. Jeez. <laughs> Um, Splatoon. Yeah, world. <laughs> <laughs> I love a little late night Splatoon. Hey, Splatoon's a good game. Don't everyone be gross. Are you turning off your mic? Rise of the Ronin, PS5, March 22nd. Jurassic Park colon survival, which hilariously they were working on in the early 2000s, but it was canceled. And now 20 years later, they're bringing it back for mm. PC, PS5 and the Xbox. And it's well, all pre-rendered except for about seven seconds of pre-alpha game footage. So it's going to be a long, long time before we see this game in the real world. Hmm. And the last thing I want to bring up is a game called Big Walk. Nobody's heard of this. It comes out in 2025. And it was this sort of beautiful, almost very photorealistic scenery and and landscapes. And it looked amazing. And then it pulled back out. And the people who are in this scenery are very basically shaped uh, round creatures with large noses that get larger when they talk. Maybe it's their mouth. I don't know. And it's called Big Walk. And it's from House House and panic and if you don't know what those are that is the game developer from australia and the um what is panic i guess they're a distributor from oregon they put out untitled goose game so Mm. they're back for another kind of partnership and i i don't know what this game is going to be like it may be terrible it may be amazing but i think it's worth noting that it's coming from those two people geek news proper We lost Andre Brower at the age of 61, which is absolutely terrible. He won two Emmys. My God. Most people will know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. People in their late 70s will know him from Homicide Life on the Street. Yeah, do you know him from that, bud? Yes. Oh, my God. That series was absolutely amazing. Right. Uh, ensemble cast of people who that came out of that show just to do lots and lots of other things. And Homicide was a really good, gritty show. Well, and that's what I think that, you know, for people who turned on Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the first time but knew him from that, you know, they probably hit very differently. Oh, yeah. That was my hook. That was why I started watching that show. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a comedy, and this guy is in the – that's a – here we go. And I just – I was sucked right in. See, I had – it made no sense. I had zero frame of reference for him, so I was going clearly on – or just purely on his performance – in that role with no pre-context at all yeah. for him. And and same, though. Same. He hooked me from the very first episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with that performance. And then, like, he's got some of the all-time greatest TV comedy lines throughout yes. the run of that show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not can't enough be said about Brooklyn Nine-Nine just as a whole show in general and how great it is for so many different reasons. But... Um, Absolutely for his performance in that show. I mean, geez, Louise. Um, one thing that I remember was really, was really good is that he would start and end his uh, text messages like they were like a formal letter. Sincerely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sincerely. Yeah. So yeah. somebody on the text line uh, said to me and Jason, you guys should start 
just uh, doing that. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Sincerely, Brian and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yes. Um it's yes. but it's so sad like a really young age and yeah, 61, I'm, my it, goodness. I read it was after a brief illness, so I don't know what was going on for the guy, but um yeah, I just I can imagine that's really sad. The SAG after members have ratified the 2023 TV and theatrical contracts by a vote of 78% yays to 22% nays with a turnout of 38%. So not a lot, but enough to make it do which is great you think they're gonna have another strike in 2026 yes this is what three years yeah. the contract is three years i believe so yeah Ooh. yeah no i i i do believe that well at least things are moving along you know little baby steps at a time i guess and there is progress being made but yeah yeah likely they're gonna have to go right back to the negotiating tables yeah hbo and max which is hilarious to see as two different things in one headline they have signed a ex- an exclusive multi-year pay one agreement with A24 to show I, I googled pay one and the only things I could find were links back to this article and other similar articles about streaming agreements. So I honestly have no idea what a pay one deal is, but uh, A24 movies are coming to max. That's good. That's good. Well, for anybody that's a Max subscriber, I guess. Yeah. What do we get? What's our Max? We don't have HBO Max. In it all winds up on Crave. Crave, right? Yeah, yeah so okay, I'm so. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, as much as I don't like paying that specific company, mm. that's all I'll say. Yeah, um, right. You know, yeah, yeah. My my HBO and my Crave money all goes there, and and at least for now, mm-hmm. like it worries me the more that you know, even that headline, like you said, Buzz, like. Okay, in their minds, who knows what it is? Like, they have really cleaved each other from themselves, right? HBO and Max are two different entities. Okay, if you say so, right? Like, oh, no, 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 we need to make sure that that's clear. So I don't know. You know, maybe that's like an office thing or a management thing. or Like, in their minds, they're becoming two different things, which is worrisome. But okay, Mm -hmm. And and one of the worrisome aspects of it is just the way that, yeah, for now, at least for us in Canada, that's right. Crave, just if you get Crave plus HBO, you get all the Mac stuff as well. It's just there. So I can just imagine a future, though, where they're like, oh, this is the HBO stuff. Yeah, you get Sopranos and you can get, <laughs> what was that prison movie or that show? Oz. Oz. <laughs> oh, right. Oz, you get sure. Oz and, you know, you can get Game of Thrones, but... Now, Mac stuff, this is different, and this stuff that's coming out. So you want to pay, you want to get that? That's a bit another 11 or $12 a month if you sure, want that. That's sure. my concern at this point. But in the meantime, great. <laughs> 824 does, you know, a lot of quality stuff, so it makes perfect sense. All the great shows on HBO these days, like Euphoria and, um, well, that idol sucked, but or, you know, it was a mess. <laughs> but it was mm. also A24. Um, what, the Curse, right? I'm watching The Curse right now. That's A24. Mm. Oh, right, right. You know, yeah. And it's really, really great, too. So, And obviously their movies are really great. So, yeah, great. Okay, good little, good little match made in heaven there. Let's do it. So I put these two stories next to each other because they seem to be related, but I, I, I tested these things, right? Like, I like to fact-check the headlines. And the, the title is Tubi. 
that that's T-U-B-I. That's the place where I found the G1 Transformers shows on. Yeah. Tubi to stream The Batman, Suicide Squad, and more DC Universe TVs and shows. However, when I went to Tubi, um, oh, look, there's a the, their first suggested movie is a movie called Black Mold. Okay. Uh, so let's search for The Batman. And what are some of the results we get here? Angel and the Batman. Okay. <laughs> Close. Batman Unlimited. Uh, a 1949 Batman and Robin movie, cool. which looks the most terrible thing uh, ever. Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe not the Batman. Let's try Suicide Squad. Let's see. Oh, no. What are you going to get on this? So on Suicide Squad, we have Suicide Kings, The Suicide Note, The Cult of the Suicide Bomber, Suicide Battalion. Uh, oh, Batman Beleaguered, which was in the last results. is it, there? It's in th- these results, too. Okay. Uh, let's try Black Adam. <laughs> Batman Beleaguered was the uh, unfinished fourth sequel to Batman. <laughs> it was like a Lego one. Batman, Batman Begins, Returns, Batman yeah. Beleaguered. <laughs> Batman Beleaguered. <laughs> so I search for Again Black Adam. I Joker. have Sometimes They Come I'm Back. So beleaguered. <laughs> I have Legend of Gatokutaka. Uh, Arabella Black Angel, Black America, A Good Day to Be Black and Sexy, Thor End of Days, a 2020 movie which does not contain Chris Hemsworth, what looks like a Nicolas Cage movie called Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, I'm not able to confirm that any of this stuff is available on Tubi in Canada for us because, apparently, you know, the article reads that, you know, available as of, let's see. Tuesday, and that was the day the article was written. But I'm not, I'm not seeing any of it. So, you know, try going to tubi.com at some point and seeing if it shows up. I mean, the great thing about that is you, you don't, you don't need uh, uh, to pay for it. You don't yeah. even need an account because it's, it's all uh, ad supported. So, like, yeah. you'll be watching, say, the mask, and then every other segment, there's a commercial break. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fine service. I've watched a lot of Transformers, or I've permeated a lot of Transformers while I've been. Uh, Having lunch and working and stuff, but yeah. Anyway, checks can't out. Confirm. The has Transformers is playing in the house while he's there. That's yeah, great. That's yeah. really cute. <laughs> and finally, Hugh Grant. The headline says "loathed." That is a that is a heavy word. Loathed playing an Oompa Loompa in Wonka. Quote: I couldn't have hated it more. I think "loathed" means uh, it's it's less intense in England. I think. It's oh, just- really? Because here, loathed is like the worst hate. Yeah, I know, mm. but I feel like they just say it. They say it. They yeah. say it's interchangeable with hate. I feel Fair like enough. Australians yeah, come from the C word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because this comes from a UK. This comes from Metro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this interchangeable. It feels more intense here in Canada, but there, it's just like, oh, I absolutely loathe these purple skittles. It's just like, you know, Fair enough. Fair fine. enough. Yeah, he says. I slightly hate making films, but I have lots of children and need money. So, you know, (laughs) you're really selling this movie, Hugh. Right, right. Yeah, maybe just to get a different job. I'm sure movie theaters are loving that quote because (laughs) they're hanging their hats on Wonka making the money over the holidays because there's nothing else. And Hugh Grant saying, and frankly, what I did with my body was terrible and it's all been replaced with an animator. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Oh, I would like yeah. to. I would like to see the Hugh Grant cut of this right, Wonka right. movie. I want to see what horrible things he did with his body, <laughs> trying to be an Oompa Loompa. Because I bet it still would be less horrible than what the animation ends up to be. 
He actually God, says he he, he asked if he was supposed to act with his body or not and never received a satisfactory yeah. answer. I think the worst thing that he did up with his body was cheat on Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> All righty. That's that. Well done. We are on to reviews and recommendations, starting with Paul and Bud's 91 longer than 91 second movie review of Godzilla minus one. Oh, man. Oh, are there's get, that thing. Are you going to spoilers? Yes. Oh, wait. Is there, is there like... I have a, lot a spoiler of thing to say. Yes, okay. I do. So, but well, let's. I, I we can leave that till the end. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'll let you know if there's going to be spoilers. But I, I just want to say this movie dropped December first, and I scoured ye old internet and could not find any showings in this city. And I was thinking, do I drive to Nanaimo to watch a movie? Do I go to Vancouver wow. to watch a movie? I don't, you know, in the end, I didn't. But on the second week, Paul, bless him, found that it was playing at Theater 5 in the Odeon downtown mm-hmm. and booked us what I have to say are the best seats in that house. If you book Theater 5, get seats B18 through 21, <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. will have a straight on shot with like separated rows, a staircase in front of you, a wall behind you mm-hmm. it's like royalty seating thank you paul oh, yeah. for doing that My and pleasure. also i hear this is a terrible theater for hearing vocals but it was japanese with english subtitles so we win that's right that's right i, I think i said that to you as we were waiting for the movie i was like because yep. i hate theater five okay yeah then now this is local i know we have i think zoner ewan doesn't live in victoria and other maybe people <laughs> who listen to this uh, this is very hyper local but theater five at the cineplex odeon <laughs> downtown on Yates street is a bad theater i hate it it's way too long like rectangular and the screen is not big enough and so unless you're in the golden row there row b that i got a seats in oh my god so good you're looking at the screen this relatively small screen at a bad angle and the sound sucks like i have seen movies in that theater where i didn't i couldn't understand one word what anyone was saying in this thing i was wanted to do the kirsten james thing of putting on the closed captioning and i mm-hmm. couldn't believe that so and then but i realized and i said to you i was like oh this movie has subtitles this will be fine. fine. Yeah. And it was. It was a good it was a good experience. Okay, now the movie itself. Yeah. A respectable two hours and four minutes, no unnecessary post credit scene. No. Nope. Um I gotta say, after watching Pluto, I was prepared for this seemingly Japanese style of pacing, okay. which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because they're more about building the characters in the story rather than neving, never letting you rest between action beats. Paul actually said to me at the end of the movie, I cared about these people. Yes. Mm. I loved that. Because once Godzilla appears in the opening scene of the movie, it's another 45 minutes of building the story and the characters until we see him again. Yes. Which I love. It's which, like Jaws. Absolutely. And Jaws is uh, one of the uh, inspirations for this film, actually. Uh, that type of um, of movie making, and, and so yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's something that Hollywood refuses to do anymore. They refuse to like let things build and the tension and and all that. And I've talked about it before. It's like uh, one of the strengths, I guess, of the Godzilla versus Kong movie that came out a couple of years ago was the nonstop monster fighting. And I wow. guess great when that's your movie, you don't want to waste a lot of time with the human characters. This movie did the exact opposite, and it worked beautifully and perfectly for me as well and it's so funny that like both Toho from Japan and Legendary from the States are making Godzilla movies right now in you know in this in this case in such different ways oh. 
And so it's kind of like a Godzilla songs for sure it is. Yeah. And you just pick which one works for best for you. And pick the good one. And for me, yeah, Godzilla minus one was like absolutely wonderful. I think, what's up? What you said? You just went to your microphone. Oh cool. no, I was just I was just gonna ask because like I think I've heard in this because like if you're looking at the difference between the Godzilla that's you know part of this sort of monster verse right yeah, now, yeah, like Godzilla Brothers. versus Kong and stuff, yeah. and then this version of Godzilla, this version of Godzilla is a little bit more ruthless. I've heard. Oh, oh, very much yeah. so. Right, like it's well, great. Yeah, yeah, and what I what I appreciate what they've done in America is they like. They're like, ah, we get it. You like Godzilla. You like I'm watching him do a smash. Yeah. He's an anti-hero. You know, yeah. you're kind of rooting for him. He's fighting against, you know, the Mutos or but whatever. But for the most part, anytime he kills a human, it's a bad human or a human that did a bad thing. Exactly. Right? Or Whereas this action. one, this doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. No. This is- Japan, much like the UK, no. They're, again, they're making you care about these characters yeah. and then they're killing them. They're yeah. squashing them. They're whatevering them. And apparently and Godzilla doesn't even eat people. He's just like, I just wants to fucking kill him. It's a monster. Yeah. It's a big giant monster who doesn't yeah. give a care about people. Yeah. And that's no. right. Like that's the original that's that's what's so great about this flick is that it like it really goes back in many ways to the original vibe of Godzilla back yeah. to nineteen fifty four, which was number one, you know, we've talked about it before, but why it's called minus one is it's because it's uh directly it's set a period piece set directly after World War Two in Japan. Yeah. And so they're already at zero. And they're exactly. Zero. They've lost the war. They've been bombed. Yeah. Yes, right? People are rebuilding and, and traumatized after the war. The, the country, you know, in many ways, the government has abandoned people in their needs, right? Like that country is at zero. Mm-hmm. And then here comes a big minus one, and his yeah. name is Godzilla. And, yeah. and that's it too. It's like in Godzilla is purely a force of nature. Not even like, oh, he's evil. It doesn't, he doesn't care. He's doesn't a big care. lizard. Yeah, that's right. He's it's, just it's doing na- his thing. Yeah, it's nature, yeah. Yeah, so. Yes, and, exactly that. And it's it really, then the movie becomes, you know, these people in their battle against what is just purely a force of nature. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla, yeah, it doesn't have a personality, isn't bad or good or an anti-hero or whatever. It's just, that's, yeah. that's the movie. That's so then for Bud, who's very used to kind of that Japanese story style after watching, like, say, Pluto and stuff, how mm-hmm. is that experience for you? Like, did, I would imagine then going into that, theater and then watching this movie and they also not knowing which character is safe and which is oh which my god safe, i right? know so there's a timer too when you're in there you're just like oh god <laughs> you know because yeah you don't know you mm. and and things just sort of happen and you just have to roll with it so like i'm happy that they're building the characters that they make us care about them obviously it's more crushing when yeah. they die. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it when it did go into quiet moments, I was feeling that anticipation of like, okay, eventually it's got to come back. Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, nope, I'm just settled into the story. I just want to see what happens with these, with these human beings. Um, and then ultimately, it wasn't like a surprise when it jumped back to the action. You could tell it was going to go back to the action, but, but then my excitement was getting back up. I'm like, okay, here we maybe go. Um, so I thought it was just the right amount of boil, simmer, boil, simmer, you know? Mm, I see. And then, okay, then what about the, um, as far as story structure probably being a little bit different than a traditional three-act structure for an, like a North American film, or is it kind of the same? Like, were you able to kind of get a good sense of the time and, and like you're probably close to the end of the film or 
Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, is, I would that's say. That's not different? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the third act was a clear third act. Um, I, I'm... The, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit less of a definition of time between mm. first and second act, but you could definitely tell when it was ramping up to okay. the finale. Yeah, for sure. And big, big, exciting climax. There's a montage, you mm. know. Like, ah, montage. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's it is great. great. It's, a, it's a really well done movie and all the characters are so good. And yeah, it's just, it was really good. It's It put me on this whole spin. You know, I didn't put it on this cue sheet. I don't need to t- really talk about it like in a whole separate chapter, but... Um, I I watched uh, the first couple of episodes of Monster or, or Monarch. Monarch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Monarch, Legacy, Legacy of, Monsters. of Monsters. Cool. Yes, because I'm just like, wow, I'm into Godzilla now. And I, oh, and, and you said and, Caleb like Monarch, yeah? Yeah, he did. I don't see what he loves about it. To be honest, it's just a big mm-hmm. human drama, and some monsters happened. Right. Like, it, there's so little going on in that show that I really care about. But anyways, I'll stick with it. I'll I'll finish it out. But that is also technically connected to that Godzilla versus Kong, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's part okay. of. Yeah. There's a whole nother show too. There was a show on Netflix. Yeah. Called oh, I think it was God. called Skull Island. Yeah. Kong Skull Kong Skull oh, Island. Right. That's um with Captain Marvel and Loki. No, that's the movie. Oh, there's also a TV a show. show. Yes. Oh, oh my God. What? Just called no Skull. I- no, me, wow. me neither. Okay. But that's what I mean. Like they've really built this monster verse into its own little MCU. Right. Yeah. And so yes, that th- this this uh, this TV show like pertains directly to. Like the the events of the 2014 movie are called G Day for Godzilla Day when Godzilla oh, wow. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. Okay, but um, but yeah, it just made me. It, it was really interesting how this Godzilla minus one kind of fits into the the entire history of Godzilla and. Like it coming, Godzilla coming to America in 1998. I learned so much about the the 1998 Godzilla movie yeah. that Roland Emmerich did. And what a piece of trash it was, and why it was <laughs> that way. And they were trying to Americanize Godzilla. Very much so. Yeah, didn't and then look like Godzilla. No, 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 no. Because that's right. He wanted it to be different. Yeah, they designed ah. it to be a very different thing. And then the 2014 one, which is better but whatever Mm -hmm. so anyways and it's so it really made me appreciate kind of in hindsight too uh this godzilla minus one how um yeah how beautifully faithful it was 70 years later to the original uh and and again setting it in that time too where the original like the entire thing and i think as much as it's like okay great make an american godzilla but godzilla comes from originally such a Japanese perspective and particularly a post-war Japanese perspective yeah. mm-hmm. that it's it's pure allegory for the fear of of uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah. yeah. And the way that they do that in this movie and again setting it so like even the 1950s one kind of it doesn't hammer it home quite so perfectly mm. as this one does but setting it right after the war and you know having your main character be a uh, uh, a veteran of that war mm-hmm. ah, god it's great just, way to put it it's so good it's yeah. so good it's getting this thing is crushing on the tomato meter and the like the fan score it's like high 90s right. in both yeah. This is a movie that is like everybody is loving, and yeah, I'm so glad that it's. I really went because of Bud's interest in it, but really, it has like it's taken over my whole week. This movie. Oh, I'm wow, so glad! Nice. I'm so glad. That's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I loved it. So I'm I'm glad you did too, Bud. Ah, oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like 
You know, and Godzilla is definitely a product of this of, of mutation, which is solely blamed on American nuclear testing. There's yeah. a thing called Operation Crossroads. And uh, so I guess tiny spoiler, like he mutates in the like, it's a slightly different Godzilla that you see for the rest of the movie than you see at the very beginning. But that is like fully laid on the Americans. So mm. he's he's Godzilla. He's distended. He's distorted, you know, sort of distorted. He's taller than buildings. He doesn't jog. Um, yeah. and he's a big, it's like a big dumb, dinosaur. distractible dog sometimes. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ah, I like it. It's so right. cool. The CG is, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's so believable. Let's remember that, uh, Takashi Yamazuki wrote this film, yeah. directed it and did the visual effects. So he's got the clearest vision of what this thing is supposed to look like. And, I just, it, he's not, he, because it's him, he's not under the sweatshop time crunch conditions that we have, like, for the VFX houses here in America. So it just hits differently. It's not that that glossy thing that you talk about, yeah, Paul. I, no. I believed every moment of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and apparently, because uh, that's the one thing that everyone loves to talk about with this movie is, like, it costs $45 to make. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it too was so cheap. Yeah. No, the, the actual budget was $15 million. Fifteen? Fifteen. Wow. wow. A, and a big reason why it was so cheap is that, because it doesn't look cheap. It does no. no part of this looks cheap, but they were able to save a ton of dough because the director is a former visual effects guy and did it all for like by himself. Well, also sure, sure. to kind of, I, th- not really be sorry, fair, but like mm. to look at the other side of that though, the Japanese film industry Treats its workers like shit. Oh, too bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy. yeah. There's that. like they, yeah, they. Long hours, very little money. You know, so they. they oh, so maybe done it is like the sweatshop conditions of, of yeah. North American visual was, effects houses. Great. What yeah. was the movie based on a comic book or based on a, um, yeah, maybe a cartoon or comic series? Uh, zombie One Hundred mm. is about like the zombie apocalypse in in Japan, and this guy is working for the film industry. Mm. And needs to quit because it's really having an effect on him. But like, because he like he absolutely hates this job. I think he's just staying for because he's in love with this one person. But oh. like, the work conditions are horrendous yeah. in, oh in that. And he's working for like big budget movies and stuff. So, and that's part of the movie plot. That's part of the movie plot. Or that's the great. beginning I, of the movie plot. Part of his character. Way to address it. You know, like. Mm. So. Oh, it's a shame. But uh, but the movie looks good. This Godzilla movie looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it does look really, really I, good. I mean, maybe there were fair conditions. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah. so. uh, the music is great. I'm listening to the soundtrack a lot. And weirdly, that soundtrack led me to to listen to, re-listen to the soundtrack for Gravity, that Sandra Bullock and George Clooney movie. Yeah. Like, it's just so big. The music is so big sometimes, but also sometimes really just like tension in the background. Mm. Um, not a not a happy listen, certainly, but great. Uh, yeah. And you get that bum, 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 three times. Well, yeah, a girl got in my car. That's funny that you're also listening to it because so am I. And she got into the car the other day. And <laughs> she's just like, uh, what are you listening to? And it's just like, bum, 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 bum. It's like, uh, nothing. It's not even it. like the rap Amazing. song. Like, back the fuck up. Dun, 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 I did dun. listen to that. Yeah. I listened to it on the way home, actually. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Feral Monk. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Okay, that actually brings me to my spoiler. So, do you want to step out just for a sec, or do you want to know it? Do you want to see? You know movie? what? I kind of want to know it. I want to know it. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to stop me from seeing the movie. Okay. Good. Good. And it- hey, Brian, let me know when you go. I might go again. Okay. Spoiler! I'm right here. Spoiler! Thank you. It is a spoiler. I realized because this scene. In the theater, sitting next to Bud, 
I had full body tingle chills. Mm. Like I was wiped by it. And I was like, wow. And and so again, that's a credit to the tone and the pacing and the build of the entire movie. But it's also this one scene and it's the music. It's funny you mentioned the music because it's the score yeah. in a big way. And I wasn't expecting it. And the reason why I think this is a spoiler is because I went, I've seen, I know I've seen this scene. I've seen the scene before. And so it's, I think it's part of the like clips or the trailers or the whatever that had been released online. So I went online and I looked at the YouTube and I looked up that specific scene. And it's when Godzilla, you first see him as like the big, big mutated monster. He's mm. full So he's strength. chasing the boats, right? No, no, no. This is, was he atta- he's attacking the town. What's the kind of town oh, called? Okay. Ginza? Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And so I looked that up, and that's on YouTube. It's, like, officially released by the studio, whatever, right, as, like, a promotional clip. But there's no score. Oh. Oh. And so. Interesting. For this scene, it's, like, it's set up. It's build up. It's the perspective of uh, the woman, the young woman that's the, kind of the main girl of the, sh- of the movie. And she looks out the train window, and she sees, you know, hundreds of people running and then looking up and seeing Godzilla arrive, make landfall, and start crushing this town. And with that score, the original, like, bum, 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 right? Oh, And I cool. fucking lost it. That's what hit me so hard. And it's like, that's why they took that out of those clips. Yeah. Because yes. when you see so it on the, the big screen, you. the impact was colossal. Oh. And, it was, and it was seriously so good. But again... Because they built that. Because they earned that reaction from me with the quiet build, slow build, Mm. rest of the movie. You know it's coming. You the that score isn't in it. Doesn't start with that music. You don't even. I forgot that the music was going to be in it. Even though I love that music so much, (laughs) I put it in this podcast every week whenever we talk about Godzilla because it's so good. Oh my god, it hit and it was perfect. That scene was amazing. That's that will go down in like. All-time greatest hit Godzilla scenes, I think. Yes. How well it was used. It was amazing. So good. That's my big spoiler. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That makes me want to watch great. it more. That's not right? much of a spoiler. Yeah. yeah. What's, where, do you have any spoiler stuff you want to say, bud? I mean, I do. I have one technical spoiler, but I think I might hold on to it because it's. Uh, it's. I think it's very important to the plot, um, this sort of feature of, of this Godzilla. So I don't think I'm going to – I don't think I'm going to put it in here. And, mm. uh, yeah, just go and see it and it uh, – I think that it really sort of adds to the tension and the stakes um, of of destroying something like a Godzilla. Right. Okay. Cool. So, highly recommend. Go see it, everybody. Highly recommendation. Yeah. Okay. Brian, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, uh, DJ Boitano, or no, uh, uh, where was it? Boitano, the I mean, DJ DJBoitano.com does work. Oh, that does work. Yeah. Well, I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to switch it, but yeah. <laughs> it, they, 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 it, they both work. DJBoitano.com. Or boytanothedj.com. Polly. Oh, send me an email. Gosh, I don't know. Paul at the zone. Paul at the zone. Yeah. Dot FM. P O L at the zone. Dot FM. Yep. I'm at twitch.tv slash webmeisterbud, where maybe on Thursday the 28th, uh, Brian will join me and Quentin and Zoner Bryce for some Lego Fortnite. Yeah, we'll that would see. be fun. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 269. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. 
For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.